Alrighty, guys and girls, it is that time of the week, the Sunday night rant. And uh, we are going to have a great rant tonight. Firstly, I'm going to get something off my chest that has upset me. And I'm going to share it with you because it's a key learning for everyone on uh, the way that we uh, handle our, our speech. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to give you some uh, very useful information on helping you uh, stand out in a very congested world. So it doesn't matter what business that you're in, everyone is after the same thing, trying to get the attention of someone's eyeballs so you can tell them your story. That's If you're a business person, or an entrepreneur or a salesperson, we are in the business of gently interrupting people. Now there's your gender. Yajinda Sharma, good to see you on the Sunday Night Rant. What a beautiful story. This guy was following me on the Sunday Night Rant before he got into real estate. He got a job in real estate, left IT, door knocked using the 6612 system, listed a property, and it went to auction yesterday. It went off, nine registered, watched the auction on Facebook, and that's a beautiful story. It doesn't matter how long you've been in real estate. At the end of the day, I gotta tell you, if you go out there and meet the people and build momentum and get a bit of wind going behind your back, you know, the word gets out and that is what's happening to your Ginda. Well done, my friend. Good day, everyone. And I'm very pumped and excited today, but I'm going to unleash in a moment. And the reason why I'm going to unleash, hello, Jay, looking forward to our coaching next month, I believe. Nick Carr, good to see you. I want to see more of you, Nick Carr, because you're one of the nicest people on the planet. And you know how I know that? Because your energy level, I feel it. Reese, good to see you. Good to see you all. I've got a stone and wood. Mm. I can taste the Byron Bay love in that. Dean Vassell, how are you going, my friend? So guys and girls, let me start off and let you know that today I got upset because I visited my mum, right? And I visited my mum. Hey, William, how are you going? I visited my mum and my mum was upset because she went and visited someone in, in a hospital and when she was there at the hospital what came about was she was talking to someone hey Mark and this other lady you know you know she's probably in her 70s or 80s this other lady as she got into the conversation my mum said yes unfortunately I lost my youngest son last year um, hey Nick and um, she said my mother's words were, we loved him, but God loved him more. He's gone to God. And this, hey Maddie, and this woman said to her, don't believe that. You're either dead or you're alive. He's gone and that's it. Now, I have to tell you, my mum was very upset. She was very upset. And the reason I want to share off this with you today is that do you realize the words that we use now i'm not even saying there was any malicious intent in what was said by this person and i would find it hard to believe that there was malicious intent but what i'd like to say thank you peter i'm having a drink what i'd like to say is that people need to be intelligent with the words that they use and i've been lucky enough to receive a gift from vlad 
Vlad has been Vlad has been very kind to me with gifts um, because he's he's enjoyed and I've enjoyed the time that we spent together. And one of the gifts that Vlad sent me was a vision board, and it was a vision board from good evening to everyone that said hello to me bernard mario hi guys i want to focus in on this so vlad sent me a vision board and this vision board is the original jordan peterson jordan peterson 48 laws of success he then subsequently wrote a book called the 12 rules for life an anti an anti the 12 rules for life that's what the book was called anyway Cut a long story short, these were the first 48. And one of those 48, one of those 48 here, he said is, be precise in your speech. Be precise in your speech. And there is an example, there is an example. Like if someone has lost their child and someone is still grieving, whether you have a religious belief of God exists or God does not exist, what you've got to do is understand that when someone's going through suffering and pain, you don't make it worse than what it is for them. And the way you do that is that you become mindful and you're in tune listening to that person. And what you're doing is you are going to be precise in your speech. Why is this an important law, guys and girls? And in fact, to me, one of the most important laws, because words change lives. And if you are a person that is in the business of influence and impact and selling, I want you to understand that words matter. And they matter so much to the point that I can tell you it was only 80 years ago or thereabouts when a guy by the name of Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler brainwashed millions of people and got them to believe an extraordinary idea that if someone was born with genetics of being Jewish, that these people were bad people. This is quite remarkable how one person was able to influence millions of others that this was in fact the case. So if there's ever a story that you need to find out on why you should never underestimate the power of words, and in a beautiful book, The Four Agreements, Miguel Diaz says one of the most important laws is this. Make your word impeccable. Make your word impeccable. And what it essentially says is this. The words that you use matter and there is no such thing as an unimportant word. So I've got that out of the way. Now, a couple of other things I want to talk about. I, I've been to a couple of meetings in the last week or two at, on a real estate level, more at, a, at an industry level. And I'm becoming, I am becoming quite concerned, quite concerned with a few things. The first thing is I am going to put it out there. And for a long time, I believe the real estate industry has lacked leadership in Australasia. 
and I'm going to particularly focus it in, in Australia, it has lacked leadership. And that's why you've got very much fragmented organisations popping up everywhere. I mean, to be honest with you, if, 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 if there had been strong leadership that had cultivated that industry together, we would probably find that a lot of the people that are now in the uh, fintech space that are clipping the ticket, you know, a classic example is um, internet referrers, internet referrers, well, let's be very, very clear, they buy words off Google, they own top spot, an inquiry comes in, and then what they do is try and take value of the relationship, and then they cut a deal with an agent and say, hey, I'll give you this lead at X percent, and set many agents will of course take the lead because if you if if you're starving, if you need to eat, right? Where are you going to have your moles aren't going to come out? You want that listing, even if you've got to pay twenty, thirty percent um, to the refer of that listing. Now, why I'm 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 now super concerned about it is because I am worried that real estate agents are losing touch of the most important thing, and that is the relationship. And I want you to understand this, please. I don't want it to come across as being too cliche-ish here. Listen to me very carefully. Think about this. There are companies that produce products, right? There are companies that produce products. Let's call it, you know, a company that produces a bed, for instance, right? And what happens is they produce a good bed, a good mattress, call it a mattress, right? And what happens is these people do good work to produce a good mattress. But what actually happens is that this person can potentially go on to Amazon, right? Or onto any online retailer. And what happens is the online retailer, hey Crystal, hey Catherine, on the online retailer then owns the relationship because the relationship is where the value comes. That is where it's the final part of the whole transaction. It's where the buyer exchanges money with it. And what is now happening in real estate is slowly, 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 that relationship is being taken away from the agent, right? And there is lots of people jumping in, sort of trying to get their hands on the relationship, and in many ways, chopping away at what used to be margins to the real estate industry. And why this is important, guys and girls, right here, right now, is that if you're a real estate agent, you cannot control a number of things. You can't control the speed of technology or any of these new players in the marketplace. But what I can tell you, thank you, Jose, it was great being in Perth too on the uh, Friday last week. So what I'd say to you, hello, Con Demuris there, he does the best parmigiana, best parmigiana, and he likes to call it parmigiana. He doesn't like to call it a parmi. So, 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 so why is this important? Because what we're seeing, and, and, and Uber, like, let's talk about there. So you got Bar Italia, right? You got Bar Italia in Northern Street, Leichhardt, right? You got Bar Italia there. And what happens is, what comes along is a company called Uber. And then what Uber does is Uber then transacts the relationship and takes a fair amount of money out of that. Now, I'm not quite sure, but I think it's somewhere around 20 to 30% right? And the same is with Apple, right? So what I'd like to propose to anyone that's a real estate agent here is do you understand how critical it is that you own the relationship? So what does that mean? 
There are two things that you actually protect so much, and that is you protect data and you stay close with these people and you protect your brand with integrity. Because even if someone else is trying to cut and get a hold of that relationship, you need to understand that if you've got a world-class brand, if you've got a world-class brand, number one, and number two is if you actually have a relationship with people before they need you, you're not going to have to be too worried about what everyone else is doing. So Uber charges 35%. Okay, so guys and girls, I'm going to say to you, you can't control the economy, you can't control interest rates, you can't control technology, you can't control competitors, but you've got total control over your personal brand. And you've got total control over how many people you create raving fans of you. So you have a relationship with these people before they need you. So when they are ready to transact, they might not go onto one of these portals and say, hey, let's, you know, um, I, I'm thinking of selling my house in Rose Bay. Um, point me out to an agent, right? So what these people do is really simple. What they do is then they go off get the lead, they paid Google heaps of money to be number one on the search engine. And then what they do is they go off and they sell the lead and not give it necessarily to the best agent, but to the agent that wants to pay for it. So guys and girls, hello, Dick, hope you're well, you're overseas, I know. So what I'd like to say, guys and girls, please, 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 please understand that the thing that you've got control of is making sure that you build lots of relationships with people in your marketplace and you make sure that you protect your brand and you will be bulletproof no matter what actually happens because at the end of the day, we are in the business of relationships. And I've got to tell you, if they don't have a relationship, maybe they will go elsewhere looking for one. So that's the first thing. The other things I want to talk to you about today is... I heard a beautiful sentence and I want to expand on it and it is your obsessions become your possessions. I'll say it again. Your obsessions become your possessions. People that become laser focused on something that they want really, really, really badly, what actually happens is because they want it so bad and it becomes a burning desire, before you know it, it is actually your possession. So um, all I'd say to you is this, don't have too many obsessions because it dilutes it. That's the first thing. The second thing is um, think, th there's a beautiful, let me read, let me read, I'm going to read a couple out of here. This is beautiful. Um, let me read some of these here. These beautiful lines from Jordan Peterson. The first one is, um, do not do things that you hate. Do not do things that you hate. Good law. Good law. Do not do things that you hate. Why wouldn't you do things that you hate? Because you're not going to be doing them often. And you're not going to be actually going to wake up and doing them consistently. And when you do things you hate, you won't actually go all in, as Manos says. Because you're not going to go in all in in something that you detest. So the secret is, hey, 
Don't get me wrong. It's not like every part of your job you've got to love, but don't make it a core part of your business, for instance, prospecting, to do a kind of prospecting that you hate. Let me go on to some other laws that he talks about. Don't let bullies get away with it. Don't let bullies get away with it. I think that's a good law. I think there are people that are age seven that are a dickhead. And then that person becomes 17 and they're a dickhead. And then the person becomes 27 and they're still a dickhead. And they go through their whole life up to the age of 77 and they're still a dickhead. So what do you do? Man, if you come across someone, hey, you pull them up. Because for many people, this is the wake-up call. And what happens is they've got away with it, got away with it, got away with it. They bullied, they bullied, they bullied. And then bam, you might be doing this person a big favor. And you know what? You might be doing that person knows a thousand people. We generally in our lifetime will get to actually know and impact a thousand people. And do you realize if you pull this bully up, you have just saved another thousand people's lives from actually being better because you took a leadership action. Don't let bullies get away with it. Let me move on to the next one. Dress like the person you want to be. I like that. Dress like the person you want to be. So it's essentially saying is that if you appear that way, you might actually perform that way. Yep, like that one. Let's move on to the next one. Be grateful in spite of your suffering. Be grateful in spite of your suffering. I like that one. You know why? Because it says to me, hey, you know what? Things are shit. Things are shit. I've been ill. I've had to spend so much time in the last couple of years of my life being treated. I've lost someone that I love. But you know what? I don't deny I'm suffering, but it could be worse. But it could be worse. And that's why I like that, because it actually shifts it and says, hey, let's be honest. You haven't had a good season the last two years. It hasn't been one of your better ones. But you know what? Could have been worse than that. So I like that, Lord Jordan Peterson. Let's keep going on to some others. Um, be careful who you share good news with. Be careful who you share good news with. I like that one too. Why? Because you know what? When you share good news with some people, have you noticed that there's a small group of people that you feel it in their energy. Your intuition picks it up that they're not over the moon and that sometimes there's a form of jealousy. So I like that one. The one after that is this one. Be careful who you share bad news with. Be careful who you share bad news with. I like that one as well because there's a saying, 80% of people don't care about your problems and 20% of people are happy that you've got one. Now, I don't believe that to be exactly correct, but I will let you know that there is a group of people and these people are not nice people. It's evil. They actually are happy at the suffering of another person. These people exist 
I don't know. You may have met some of these people, but all I'm saying is that you can also sense that there's the kind of people that actually, hi to everyone that said hi, that they're the kind of people that are actually seem to be a little bit happy that you've actually had some trauma happen in your life. So there's another good law as well. The next one is here. Um, make friends with people who want the best for you. I like that. Make friends with people who want the best for you. So what does that mean? So you've just worked out there's a group of people that are jealous, envious, and they're nasty people. And I can feel it. They don't want the good for me. Well, the good news is you don't have a gun to your head saying you have to keep that relationship going. Not at all. You can have that relationship as expired, just like expired slices of bread. They once served a purpose, but now they've expired. And that could be the same in certain friendships, relationships. So I'd say, Jordan Peterson, there's another one that could have made it into your book of 12 that didn't. Let's move on to the next one. Make at least one thing better every single place you go. Make at least one thing better every single place that you go. Okay, that's good. Well, if you did that seven times a day, that's 49 times a week. That's 200 times a month. That's 2,000 times a year. That's a good act. That's a good thing to do. Jordan Peterson, that should have been on the list. That's a bloody good thing to do. I like that. Let's move on. Let's see some others. I'm just reading random here. Okay. Um, um, do not avoid something frightening if it stands in your way. That's a good one. Do not avoid something frightening if it stands in your way, right? So what this is saying to me is on the other side of fear is your best life. What I'm saying is that a lot of people actually stop having magnificence in their life because they always stop at frightened. If I'm frightened, if it feels scary, if it feels nervous, if it feels uncomfortable, I don't take the next step. I like that one because I've got to tell you, all the good shit in life happens outside of your comfort zone. Embrace it. Embrace temporary incompetence. Everything is hard before it's easy. Let's move on. Try to make one room in your house as beautiful as possible. What does that mean? It means that there's an area in your house you go. And in this area in your house, there's no clutter. Things are nice and clean. They're white. They're simple. And it's your space. And in that space, you have your quiet. You can center yourself. You can think. You can be creative. It's your own little sanctuary. And everyone has this ability to have that own little space. Let's keep moving in.
work as hard as possible you can on at least one thing and see what happens. Okay, work as hard as possible on at least one thing and see what happens. Okay, so let's pick one thing. What if you worked as hard as possible from tomorrow to December 21st on talking to people that are potential vendors? They might be a potential vendor in three years. They might be a potential vendor in three months. But let's assume that you did that for two hours every day from tomorrow to the end of December. I think that that would be a good action. I think myself that that would be one of the best things that you could do for yourself if you're a real estate agent. That's what I think. I think that in three months' time, towards Christmas, you won't remember how low levels of stock you had. That's what I think would happen. The last one I'm going to talk about is this one. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. That's goal. That's goal. Stay in your own lane. There's no better you than you. There's always going to be a guy that's got a better car. There's going to be a guy that's got better looks. There's going to be a girl that's just got more going for her in terms of maybe her presentation skills. There might be someone that's got a much intelligent kid and that you've got a kid and you're sitting there thinking, hey, you know, why isn't my kid smart? What they're basically saying is, get rid of playing the comparison game and the only comparison and reference point is you're going to compare yourself to what you are each day. Why? Because if you're 1% better each day, at the end of the year, that's 365%. And the last one, and I'll give you one more. The person you are listening to might know something you need to know. Listen so they will share it. The person you are listening to might know something you need to know. Listen so they will share it. What's that saying? Is whoever you are meeting, whoever is that person, sit there from a position of curiosity. Sit there and say to yourself, there must be one thing that this person can teach me. And by sitting there as a person of curiosity and not a person of judgment, sitting there with the purpose and intent to understand and not the intent to respond is going to allow you to find out there could be a nugget. Even if the nugget, even if the nugget is, fuck, this guy has got a really bad way of communicating things. I've got to be better at it. Maybe that's the nugget, right? But all I'm basically saying to you is this. Sit there with the intent to understand, not the intent to respond. Guys and girls, I wasn't planning to do this today, but as soon as I picked it up and I started going through those. Um, so anyway guys and girls really looking forward to uh starting our regular q a 
Facebook group for the Real Estate Gym only starts next week, where we're gonna be having gym members ask questions live. It's only for our Real Estate Gym members on the private Facebook page. Guys and girls, I'm signing off. It has been wonderful presenting with you the gift from Vlad, which was Jordan Peterson's original 48 Laws. And the final thing I'm going to say to you is this. You want to stand out? Listen to me very carefully. Swim in a smaller pond. And I'll explain to you why. Seth Godin makes a very valid point, And that is, people want to make it easy to make decisions. If you're operating in a big pond where there's a lot of players, it gets confusing. Narrow your focus, right? And then become the no-brainer. Become the no-brainer. Become the specialist in something so small that you're number one. Because if you're number one, you always get considered because humans don't want to waste a lot of calories in the decision-making process. So what you want to do is become number one in people's minds. How do you do that? Swim in a smaller pond. Guys and girls, signing off.